the know for Tuesday, August 10, the 222nd day of 2021. There are 143 days left in the year. Good morning, MV, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 103.9 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook, watch on YouTube Live on Periscope. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We will have day number two of Where's Quacky. We'll give you a chance to win and uh, be entered in the Ducking Hunger Regatta coming up in September. And we'll also give you a chance to win with the water cooler question. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the No. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. The two-time Silver Sal nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Rabbit Flat. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, not too bad. I noticed, I think I've noticed, uh, Red's win streak ends at five. You know, Is that right? You know, I don't come in here and say when the Yankees lose now, uh, do I? Feel free. I just, I, you might. I don't know. No, you, you might never. When I'm not here. I, would, I don't know. I, I would never know. It, you know, you can't win them all. No, absolutely and, uh, you can't win them all. I mean, unlike no. some people's teams that are sitting here in this room today, mm-hmm. uh, the Reds are still in the playoff race. You're already throwing shade at people. And so, no, I didn't specify anybody. But. I don't know what happened to you there. I think you turned me oh, off. I turned you off there because we go. I was trying to turn him on. That's the problem right there. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go get it out of the way here. <laughs> First Baptist Church, Litchfield knows him as their worship and discipleship minister. The Internal Revenue Service knows him as Dennis C. Cook. You know him as Yukon Cornelius. Good morning, Humble Bumble. Hi, good morning. Welcome back, my friend. Same to you. Welcome back. So I took a break. You were here. You took a break. I was here. Now we're back here together. Do I have that? Do we need a flow chart to map all that out? No, I think we're okay. Okay, so I do appreciate while I was gone, you wishing me, uh, wishing me the best with Rizzo. That I have Rizzo now, and mm-hmm. you don't have Rizzo. Congratulations! And I wondered if that was first. You were talking about a Muppets character, <laughs> or if you were talking about one of the Pink Ladies. No. But as it turns out, um, the Yankees now have your first baseman. That is correct, and he is uh, one of the best in the history of Major League Baseball. <laughs> did he give COVID to the Yankees, or did oh, the Yankees man. give COVID to Rizzo? New York gave Rizzo COVID. As okay. I messaged one of my friends who's a Cubs fan. I believe this is my fan, opening segment, you know, Sam. Uh, <laughs> I said, in case I needed a reason to dislike the Yankees, Anthony Rizzo goes to New York. Easy. Now I'm, I can cheer against the Yankees. Now I'm cheering for the Yankees because there any is, team Rizzo was on. There is, is a now list of players who are unlikable, and Anthony Dennis, Rizzo is I'm, towards the top of that list. Dennis, I'm starting to think maybe I didn't turn his microphone off by accident. <laughs> I believe you as are it, correct, as my it, friend. As it turns out, um, <laughs> I I am going to give you an opportunity. I'm going to ask you for some reflections okay. later on in the show after your week last week. Oh boy! But I am happy to see that apparently. You didn't get enough side eye last week from people, or you didn't get crushed by enough people that said, "Just don't do that anymore." <laughs> Fair enough I'll to sh- say. Hey, I'll share later. Were you? Uh, are, are you here with the blessing of everyone in your family? Is my question. Yes, in my family, yes. Uh, Sarah was basically like, "As long as I don't have to go back, I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. As long yes. as she doesn't have to come yes. back. Yes. She's good. Okay, yes. very good. A few strong storms at times today throughout the region. This time of year, anytime you get a cluster or a spin-up of a, some type of storm, it has the potential to be severe just because of the heat and humidity in the atmosphere. It will exist. Uh, the severe risk, uh, however slight it may be, um, can occur over the next two to three days as a possibility. We're going to see highs in the 90s. We're going to push the heat index to around 100, maybe today and into tomorrow. Mm. Could be uh, uh, could be like heat index of 102, 103, something like that tomorrow in our neighborhood. If you are traveling to the Gulf Coast for some reason or down to Florida, there is a system moving through the tropics that will move into the Gulf of Mexico this weekend that we could see some remnants of early next week. So something, a, kind of a preview of what your weather may look like 
early next week. Scattered thunderstorms, rain chance of 40% today, high of 92. Scattered thunderstorms, rain chance of 40% tonight with a low of 76. And hot tomorrow, a few thunderstorms, a high of 94 with a 4 in 10 chance of rain. So that's what you have to look forward to. Kentucky yesterday rolled over a half million COVID-19 positives since the beginning of the pandemic. 1,301 new cases reported by state public health officials, bringing Kentucky's total to 500,267 since the first positive case was reported in Cynthiana um, in March 6th of 2020. Mm. The top 10 counties of new cases, and unfortunately... Grayson County is in the top 10 Wow! in new cases. Jefferson at 197. You've got Hardin at 40. Davis County at 34. But you've got Grayson County at 28, which is enough to put it in the top 10 of new cases that were reported yesterday. And 104 of Kentucky's 120 counties. I remember just a month ago when this map looked great. You know, we were talking about green and maybe a a few shades of yellow in there. Think about this. July 9, the positivity rate was 3.10%. We were even dipping. We were like, well, we're going to dip under 3%. We're going to, you know, teeter-tottering with getting under there. And now we're at 10.78%. Now, if you, I mentioned Grayson County, there's a little bit of a lag in uh, in cases, so not always are we talking about the same 24-hour period. The state said Grayson County had 28 yesterday, but if you look at it more broadly, over the last week, Grayson County has had 86 new COVID cases confirmed since Monday the 2nd. That brings us to 2,566. There are 140 active cases and a about a 73% increase since this time last week. Five patients are hospitalized. Now, if you... Um, if you dig a little bit, if you dig a little bit deeper, those of us who are in our fifties, it's the first time I've said that, um, there's only one of us in here and even in the, and even in, in the forties, you may not know as many people who are testing positive for COVID-19. And there's a reason for that is because much higher percentage of these demographics have been vaccinated and even if they're even if they're positive or they're carrying the virus, they're not getting sick from it. Where you're seeing the overwhelming majority of the positive cases and of the illnesses would be sub forty, and in particular twenty nine and on down. And so, you know, you've got when you get down to that twelve, I guess it's the actually the eleven and lower. They're the most vulnerable because they don't yet qualify for vaccination. And so, this is where you've got this convergence of return to school, return to university, return to college, apathy, um, a lack of a desire to become vaccinated. And you've got this spike in cases uh, among, you know, 29 and and lower. And so um, we'll see if we can get it under control in the in the coming weeks it's uh, those dang mid-20s well i just you know it, I, it, um it's not not my desire to to chastise it's just to say that the the mathematics of the situation say in the same way that the uh more aged population qualified for vaccinations first and then rolled it down to 70 year olds and then 60 year olds and then 50s and then 40 somethings and then we just there there are multiple reasons that the vaccination rates are lower and but some of it is just i don't think people think well i don't need it i'm young i'm healthy and you're likely to your your uh, likelihood to survive is super high but it doesn't do anything to slow the spread if we don't you know, take some measures to distance a little bit. And in some cases, wear masks. There's a new order urging mask wearing in Kentucky's judicial buildings. The Supreme Court has issued an order encouraging anyone entering a judicial facility to wear a mask in response to the rising COVID-19 cases caused by the highly contagious Delta variant. So we're dealing with with that. Um, you're going to see different organizations deal with it differently. You'll see, you see private businesses that are, you've already seen some private businesses do things differently than they were doing them a month ago because of the increase. Mm-hmm. You've got some states like Texas where the governor says no mask mandate, but then mayors 
of tech, some of Texas's largest city say, yes, masks. And, you know, that's where population is more dense and people are interacting. There's more public transit. There's more. I think that's a that's a wise move to slow this little spike that we're in. If you're out in a more rural part of Texas, maybe that isn't necessary. So from the beginning, I've always said your mileage may vary, and there's no 50-state solution. There's no 120-county solution. So, you know, just do it based upon the conditions of what you're In a lot of ways, you could, you could even say that there's no three-city solution in Grayson County. That's right. I mean, you've, you've got... Clarkson's different than Caneyville. Litchfield's different than Falls Rough. Is Falls of Rough a city? I, was I don't just think so. It's, it's you not said the big three, and then the big you said three, Falls yeah. of Rough. It's yeah, but I felt like if I didn't say Falls of Rough, I might have the Falls of Ruffians. Is that what we call them? Upset at me? That's between you and the citizens <laughs> Listen, of Falls of Rough. I, 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 I know it's flat. I'm I, confident. I, I didn't say Ruffians, to be clear. That was. Yeah. Uh, I, Listen, I think I only know like one, right? One person. Well, that may be your fault for <laughs> underestimating the power of the yes, Sam, the false ruffians. And again, you doubled <laughs> down. Go. He doubled down on ruffians. Okay. There, there he went. Uh, also, um, new. I guess we've known it's been coming for a couple of days, but apparently the COVID vaccine is going to be required for military personnel under a revised plan. They have until uh, military service men and women. According to uh, the Pentagon yesterday, said they will have until September 15th. That was according to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin in a memo to troops, and they may move that up sooner, depending upon if Pfizer gets its permanent authorization, which is expected early next month. So the they're citing military readiness, and when you are... In such close proximity to one another, either on ships or it could be submarines or it could be barracks. It could be anything myriad of military applications to maintain troop readiness. They're saying that this is what this is what we need. You know, this is what we must require. Now, um, a little bit of a different situation than, say, healthcare workers. You know, they've healthcare workers have been in the news. Uh, they have been, you know, protesting and uh, objecting to mandates from their employers. Uh, that's an elective pr- uh, profession. You, you, you know, you you voluntarily work at whatever, whatever healthcare facility that you're working at, and if you if you don't like the conditions that are handed down to you, you have the ability and the opportunity to do something else. As much as you might not like it, and as much as you might be hassled, you still have the liberty to choose whether to be in that profession or not. A little bit different in the in the you know the service branches. Once you make that commitment to the service, it's not so easy to just walk away. I'm not saying there aren't ways to get out of it, but there it's just not so easy to say, "Nah, I'm tired of this because I don't want to get that vaccine. I'm going to go do something else." Also, every military man and woman knows that when they're inducted into the service, they get a whole host of shots that they don't know what's in there necessarily. It might be malaria. It might be, and if they're Polio, if they're going to be deployed around the globe somewhere, they're getting a, no, a whole other host of inoculations mm-hmm. that you hope are safe and you believe are safe. If they weren't, we probably wouldn't still be using them. But it's that emergency use authorization that I think is is troubling people. So you, if you're in the service branches and you have less of an opportunity to object and say, no, I'm not going to take that vaccine. Right. I'm not saying it's impossible, but not as simple as if you're working in the private sector. And saying I don't like the conditions that you're mandating to me, I'm going to go do something else. So yeah, when you go to the military, the drill sergeant's thoughts are now your thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) So so, whatever he wants or she wants (laughs) is what you now want. Yep, funny how that works, Uh isn't? But that's making uh, big news today. Uh, Falls of Rough Man. I I dug my hole. I'm I'm not. I'm not getting out of it. You dropped the shovel? Yep. Okay. My, my hole has been dug. Two weeks in the chair. <laughs> look at what it does. Falls of Rough Man, who fraudulently called 911, is arrested after police find drugs and a stolen firearm. Sunday morning about 4.30, Grayson County Sheriff's Office falls of rough fire and responded to Bluebird Road after EMS re- arrived at a residence and discovered a would-be patient, 61-year-old Dennis Embry, was armed and being uncooperative. He had called 911, claiming to have breathing problems. They determined he was under the influence of drugs, and he was being belligerent to EMS crew and called 911 fraudulently. During a search, police located uh, methamphetamine, marijuana, 
And further investigation showed Embry was in possession of a stolen handgun lodged in the Grayson County Detention Center. I think, Sam, you could say Ralph Ian in this case. He probably, I mean, you said it, not me. And now you're not saying, okay, no, wow. I mean, wow. Well, I mean, innocent until proven guilty. Correct. But yeah. clearly charged, housed, mm-hmm. processed, seems to have evidence, substantial evidence mm-hmm. that might. Sergeant might, might, Lidke's a good good cop. Mike, check the ruffian box. I'm not, I'm, but you were over there casting broad yeah, I brushes. Over. Uh-huh. Which Listen, is worse. I, I said one. I knew one. <laughs> okay. Governor Bashir spoke out yesterday in response to some of the criticism that he took at Fancy Farm on Saturday. And so he shoved back a little bit, saying that um, the Republicans at the Fancy Farm picnic should put politics above the very lives of our people. He went on to say anyone with a microphone having an opportunity to speak to a statewide or regional audience had an absolute duty to encourage vaccinations and failure to do so, continues to show putting politics above the very lives of our people. That's uh, the governor's quote. Um, I I didn't watch all of Fancy Farm. I saw some of the highlights, uh, read some of the transcripts, and I can tell you that the people that were there, um, several of them, Paul and McConnell, weren't there, of course, because they're dealing with the infrastructure bill in Washington, but... I think a lot of the GOP leadership, you're hearing them encourage people to get vaccinated. You know, they said you should do this. It's your liberty at this point to do it or to not do it. But they're not, this is not everything they're saying. It's something that they're saying. And so I understand the governor is in a spot where he kind of has to say that. He was, he's the one that chose not to go. He was at the farmer's market or, or wherever. So, yeah, I heard I that. Um, you know one thing that the COVID-19 pandemic has done for us? What's that? It's allowed us to stop talking about pensions. Hmm. Well, before before the COVID-19 pandemic, every day we had a story about our legislature and our state. Imagine your mom being a retired educator, too. Yeah, That's I mean, true. just every day Huge. it was pensions, pension performance, pension system is bankrupt, pension this, pension that. And I'm not saying any of those things have changed. But now we've just suddenly had something else to start talking about. But the Kentucky Public Pensions Authority announced yesterday that earnings for their funds exceeded expectations for the fiscal year that ended June 30. You know, they reorganized that. They kind of got it all on the table and said, how are we going to invest this money? How can we try and shore up this pension deficit? And it's not shored up. But at least some good news that the pension and insurance funds for state and local government employees and the state police collectively earned an investment return of 25% net of fees during the fiscal year, pushing the assets to $22.7 billion. Not enough to satisfy our pension liability, but a return of 25% net of fees on any investment is outstanding. Good. So, something went right. Now, the market gets a little more rocky than that. But that could change. I don't know. The attorneys general, including Daniel Cameron, the attorney general of Kentucky, are joining a coalition of uh, 51 attorneys general calling on the Federal Communications Commission for faster implementation of anti-robocall technology. The coalition urges the FCC to move up the deadline for certain small telephone companies to implement caller ID authentication technology. Have you all noticed a decrease in robocalls? No. You've not? I have. No. And I don't know why. I've and, had a decrease in the calls, but an increase in spam texts. Now, that I don't okay. knock on yeah. wood, do not get as much of. Yeah. yeah, you know, I'm with you, Dennis. I've seen a, more of those than I normally would. I don't get they a lot of those. They keep telling me to pick my package up. And, and yeah. I didn't, didn't mm. order anything. Yeah. I, was, well, I mean, I order lots of stuff, but I know how to, I know how to mm-hmm. do it. I don't need a text help. But and then will, apparently I won $1,000 last week. I will say when I go into a different city, I am going to get at least two calls when I'm in a different area. Really? Yeah, it's almost interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a here's a snafu that I fall into is that I have my filtering. I filter mm-hmm. unknown calls. Mm-hmm. Right. But then when mm-hmm. I'm expecting a call, some type of tech support or some well, 800 number, it goes straight to voicemail. And then I can't. So I spend right. a lot of time turning it on and turning it off. I have the app. You if, you're an, an app, if, if you're an AT&T user, yes. they have the app that will tell you gotcha. whether somebody has said that this is spam or not, and you get a little notification that says that most people think that this is not an actual person. <laughs> Neat. All right. But I have noticed a, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's AT&T, if AT&T is to credit 
for helping reduce it or what it is, but I've noticed. But I, I saw on CBS this morning there are 2,700 robocalls placed in the United States per second. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that, 2,700 that. per yeah. second. Nope, not at all. So that's a lot. Uh, down at uh, Eddyville yesterday, Mineral Mound Golf Course was dedicated in memory of former U.K. golfer, uh, the late Cullen Brown. Had a really great ceremony for him. Talked about uh, the way that he lived out his faith in obedience to Jesus Christ as well. The judge executive was talking about his example that uh, Cullen set. And so it was a nice little ceremony down there yesterday at uh, Mineral Mound. What, what's the, the, the new name of it? The is Cullen. The Cullen is what they call it. Which, so, I, I mean, what a great honor. Yeah, it's a very... Uh, he grew up playing that course, and it's awesome. Uh, also, uh, news out of... Oklahoma today, several fire crews responded after an explosion was reported at a travel stop near Big Cabin on Friday morning. The fire could be seen for miles near the I-44 at Big Cabin exit. The semi, which pulled into a truck stop after having brake issues, was hauling aerosol deodorant cans. The fire chief said it was like a war zone with cans flying everywhere and even hitting the fire truck as it drove up. He said it looked like Roman candles going off, and you're walking through everything. It looks like a war zone, especially at 5 o'clock in the morning. One local person said they hadn't seen an explosion that big since the Aquanet truck blew up. <laughs> you know. Oh, boy. What, Dennis, do you use Aquanet? Oh, I used to. Back in the early 90s. <laughs> yeah. It was like a bug shield that went straight up on the truck, you know? Before you sold your airbrush. Yeah. And in the mid nineties, I sold my airbrush. Aerosol cans going everywhere. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Today is Lazy Day. Check. <laughs> today is Smithsonian Day. And today is S'mores Day. Oh. Do you like that classic? I, I'm not a big fan of s'mores, but I will tell you a pro tip. If you're not using a metal skewer, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. People will try and do it with the wooden skewers, or they'll try and do it with a stick, or it never works out well. You need to use a metal skewer if you're doing s'mores. And it's best if the metal skewer has old marshmallow on it that's been caked on for three or four years. Uh, oh, right. uh, petrified marshmallow <laughs> yep, is what yep, you call it. Yep. Uh, today is day number two of Where's Quacky, but before we show you where Quacky is today, we also want to say congratulations to Roger Castleman. Roger now has a duck in the Grayson County Alliance's Ducking Hunger Regatta. Cool. Roger knew that um, duck, uh, that Quacky was spending the day at Cougar Stadium yesterday, uh, the Grayson County High School uh, football stadium there. You can see the uh, press box in the background, which hopefully um, this will be one of the final years you'll see that. Oh, it's such a shame, isn't right? it? My understanding is they're getting ready to do... Well, we we walked in on Friday night, and all of a sudden, about 15 wasps started to attack us. Yeah. It was like a little war zone. Yeah. That, we had parents laughing at us. I said, it's real funny uh, when you're standing uh, 100 feet away. Yeah, well, you're not being stumped. Yeah, no. But I said yesterday I had mixed, a lot of mixed emotions over this because uh, I used to have to run uh, sprints on the field, but I also had the uh, the proud moments of marching. You know, and the and marching uh, and as part of the band there, and so and so you just get a mixture of emotions there: blood, sweat, tears, good times, laughter. There were a lot of tears back in May on the field there at the mm -hmm. high school graduation that we were part of. So that's where Quacky was yesterday. Congratulations to Roger. He picks up a uh, K one hundred five T shirt. And he has a duck in the Ducking Hunger Regatta, which could be worth, uh, what, $1,000 is what the grand prize is in the Ducking Hunger Regatta. Now, day number two of Where's Quacky, go over to the K105 Facebook page. Ooh. And in the comments on the photo of where you see Quacky is you say in the comments where Quacky is today. And one lucky person who comments will uh, also get a duck in the Ducking Hunger Regatta. And a K105 t-shirt as well. This one, I, th I think, this one is going to be a little more difficult. I, I think I think people know in general where it could be. Okay. But okay. they're less likely to know the specifics. Does that make sense? 
So you're looking for a very specific answer. Yes, yes. A very specific answer is uh, is indeed what is needed. But, by the way, that's a great photo. That is a good it photo. Is. Yeah. It's a, it's a great photo. Don't comment in the show thread. Go to the K105 Facebook page. Find today's photo of Where's Quacky and comment, and we may be announcing you hmm. this time tomorrow as the winner. To, uh, Thursday... Sam, you don't have to participate in the upcoming conversation if you don't want to. Uh, the Finally, the Field of Dreams game is going to happen in Iowa featuring the New York Yankees mm-hmm. and the uh, Chicago White Sox. So it's Go a, Yankees. It's an American League matchup. Who's the Yankees' first baseman, uh, Dennis? I forgot. Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo. Mm. Is he one of the pink ladies? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Mm. All right. The, he's, he's something. The Yankees and the White Sox Field of Dreams game is finally on Thursday. And Guy Fieri is getting into the action with an apple pie hot dog. So fans going to the game will get an opportunity It's in, with this unlikely marriage of two good old American favorites. It's a starting lineup of one juicy beef hot dog smothered in Fieri's own bacon jam Enveloped in flaky pie crust and then topped with an apple mustard drizzle, sugar, and apple pie spice. I like Guy Fieri. I'll try it. I I would have one bite, I guess, but I would probably just bite the end where it's just the crust and just the hot dog. I don't know if I want all the extra. I'm eating it. You are? Yeah. You're eating the entire thing? Well, I'm sure going to try. Okay. It looks good. I like Guy. Yeah, I he's the mayor of Flavortown. Mm-hmm. I think you have to trust what he's throwing out. Huh. Okay. And he drives small some cars, too. No, that one car. Well, this partnership with Chevrolet that he has, you know, capitalizes on their mid-70s uh, advertising slogan, baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. You just put all those together, and you've got what they consider to be the, the perfect summer. Can I tell you, though, this game I would like for them to play this game. I would like to be there. But in my mind, I want it to be like Kevin Costner and James Earl Jones sitting there with on one small set of bleachers. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see a grandstand. Yes. I think it's 80... only like a thousand people. No, I thought, is it only a thousand? I thought I read that. I thought it was more yesterday that I saw. They said that it was maybe as many as 8,000 fans. Oh, well, and, that'll take and away if from that's the, the case, yeah. it will ruin, it ruins the romance of playing the game. Like I would have been just as fine with them having it last year. When yes. no fans were allowed in the stands, and just them having playing the game and the cornfield out there and all that. But well, because it's not even on the field that the movie was filmed on. Because it's that, not. That field is not regulation. Uh, so well, they should play it on that. Of course, I guess they want to count it. Like this game counts. Yo, you, right? I mean, yeah, it's I mean, it's an actual not an exhibition. Then yeah, it's a, it's a real game. So I guess they do have to have I mean, the Tony Larusa probably managed most of those players in that movie too. Were those uh, women's softball games in Tokyo? Were they real oh. because they weren't played on a regulation field? It just looked terrible. Did they not, it, it, did. It, it looked terrible. It looked like a small town that didn't have any money, hmm. and so they used this. We're going to throw rubber mats down as like, the second set of bases. If, and the If Caneyville would have gotten the Olympics, they would have done a better job with the softball field, wouldn't it? Without a doubt. Unless it would have rained. Absolutely. In that case, it might have. seen to it. Notice you didn't say Rough River. <laughs> <laughs> you picked Listen, Caneyville. Uh, he falls didn't say Falls of Rough. Sorry. Yeah. Well, we got the golf course up there, too. That could have been the golf the golf tournament. Yeah. Uh, Dennis, did you, have, uh, did you watch any of the Olympics? Uh, only what was uh, playing at K105 last week. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and we saw a lot of really, really yeah, interesting. Did. The you, climbing we were I watching. was distracted from, from time yeah, to time. Yeah, I heard you really got distracted with the climbing. As it if it was d- the ability to, to defy gravity was, uh, was incalculable in your mind. The ability to, to just exercise in general. <laughs> <laughs> so this is that's really all of the Olympics that you watched? Yeah. It was on for 17 days, and only in the time you were I, here you I saw it? I do think that when we were on vacation, it was on the TV, but we didn't watch it. Like, we had it on, but we did not watch what was happening. In your defense, you're not a broadcast television home. That is correct. So you don't, you know, you don't always have, you, you have to actively choose to watch something yes. on a screen. It's yes. not just 
on yeah. like normal people yeah. do. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but so, yeah, to be clear, that was, the, you know, you all were traveling in that first week. But here are some of the best U.S. moments from the 2020 Olympics. Okay. Sam, you mentioned it yesterday. Lydia Jacoby, the yeah, 17-year-old the from Alaska. And seeing the reactions of her hometown go bananas was uh, worth it. Uh, Ryan Murphy, Michael Andrew, Caleb Dressel, and Zach Apple continuing the USA's dominance in the 4 by 100 freestyle relay. And then Caleb Dressel tossed his medal to uh, Brooks Curry, whose teammate who was... Um, like the alternate? Yeah, he yeah he, he was there but didn't get to swim, so that was neat. Uh, Suni Lee won the gold in all around, and her dad's reaction was pretty neat to watch. Katie Ledecky got her sixth gold medal, and that was great to watch. Kevin Durant leading Team USA to the gold, and then you've got uh, what three mm-hmm. three yep. UK players. Uh, Bam playing extremely well, by the way. Um, Gotta love it. You never, never could have told me that Keldon Johnson would have been on Team USA. Absolutely. Nothing against him. And what's neat is that it's such a weird representation of NBA players that made that team. Team USA took a little bit of grief, uh, including from me when they lost some of their exhibitions. Right. But those NBA players, they have way more to lose than to gain. Easily. Other than saying, I'm an Olympic Olympic gold medalist, which stays with you for the rest of your life. And, you know, if you see an Olympian to this day, like, hey, that's that's an Olympian. But they chose to be there. Like, the reason that, uh, the reason USA didn't win, win the gold medal in baseball is because we don't allow MLB players to go play. You know, we weren't we weren't sending our best over there, but we're sending our best basketball players. But it was by their choice. So the fact that they won the medal, I think they're to be commended for that. The women's basketball team never lost. Yeah, they've won fifty That's in a awesome. row. Yeah, they've never they've never seventh yeah. consecutive gold medal since basketball since women's basketball came to the Olympics. The United States women have won gold every year. And I'm not sure they broke a sweat other when they did it. No, it was it was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty lopsided. Uh, Allison Felix is the most decorated track and field athlete in U.S. Olympic history. I love now. watching it with her daughter. You know, yeah, talking back home to her. And, and then awesome. Sydney McLaughlin smashed yeah. her own world record to win gold in the four hundred meter meter hurdles. And then that relay team, Allison Felix and Muhammad and Athing Moo and Sydney McLaughlin. I mean, they that's a dream team of. Uh, of women's track athletes too, so it was uh, it was really great to see. Dennis, uh, any reflections from last week? Hmm. Uh, I likened it. We don't have a lot of time, but you right. you you said something about having a few seconds to. I don't know if you want to stand up for yourself or. Uh, I, I don't. No, no, no. Uh, first off, let me just say thank you for letting me represent the church here each Tuesday while covering for your bride. Yeah, and uh, also being able to share about church things and family things—that's great. Last week was fun for me, except for sometimes with Norman. But <laughs> Norman tries to come in and attack me, and all I did was just kill him with kindness, and it really threw him off and messed him up. But the big thing that I want to say is I wasn't able to be here for your birthday. Oh no! So in honor of your big fifty. I have something here for you from our family to you, my friend. Uh-oh. I will come present this to you. Now. You're going to present it? You're going to get up and come over here? Yes. I'm suddenly feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> now, I like the shape of the box from the get-go. You like the business card. I do, I do love the business card, a touch of grace. Ooh, happy 50th, and that looks like it has to be red velvet. It is, with cream cheese on Oh, it. my goodness. Mm-mm. You a fork? Thank you, Cook Fam. Uh, not yet, because I may need a spoon more than I need a fork. <laughs> because I, thank you very much. That is um, calorie free. Yes, birthday calories don't count. That's what my yeah, mom always said. According to my mom, too. That's what mm-hmm. she says. That's sweet of you all. Hey, thank happy you very birthday! Much to, and very much uh, to do that. Thank you for letting us uh, be on. And Sam did a great job. He really did. He handled a lot. He did it really well. Uh, Thursday, was, Thursday was tough. Thursday was tough. Thursday that was, was that was a. Uh, there was a comment Thursday though that this that that Thursday show may have been the best show ever on the history of In the Know of the two thousand eight hundred and then I didn't say it. Ten. Someone online. Yeah. Said it. Someone online that mm-hmm. I'd never met. Was her last name Cook? No, no, I've never met. I know exactly who it was, and it's someone you know. Yeah. Thanks, Miss Shirley. Shirley oh, Snyder. Really? Yeah. Huh. 
It's a big I'd compliment. Be, I'd be curious to know what made it so good. People, your five dollars is in the mail too. You'll, you'll people get it later. are wanting a, a pod, a daily podcast now. Yeah, they, uh, it's Dennis and Norman it, off the record with Norman Chaffins featuring Dennis Cook. Well, off the record, off the record, Norwich. off the record. Are we sure we want to be off the record? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's what he said. He said he's going to tell every police story he's ever encountered. <laughs> I might be putting the words into his mouth there, but why not? Wow, that sounds a little bit scary. I um, mean, or I mean, not. Now, I guess what I need to know m- most importantly is: sure. Do I have to come back anymore? Yes. Oh, huh? and actually, I'm gonna need some time off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very grateful to uh, you and you and you all, including Sheriff, uh, for uh, helping fill in the gap. And also, I saw Gracie was here last week. Whitney Carmen. Uh, Whitney was here last week, of course. Sarah was here last week. Uh, the super Robinson. Doug was here. The sheriff was here. Um, I mean. Sarah and Gracie, Grace had a choice to be here. Yeah, you know. So, well, Sarah, Sarah really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back. Water cooler question coming up here on In the Notes. Did you know the human body contains enough fat to make seven bars of soap? That's it? That's what it says. And it didn't say average. It says the human body contains enough fat to make seven bars of soap. I would contend some of us are a little sudsier than others. Is that fair to say? Sam doesn't have seven bars of soap. (laughs) Sam's got... (laughs) Sam's got one of those hotel bars of soap. <laughs> you got to unwrap. It's like the little round ones. <laughs> yes. It's like you got to look for them. They're slightly bigger than a quarter. <laughs> They're bringing out a case of bars for me at Sam's. <laughs> Big, yeah. The 48 ounce yes, liquid, it's the, liquid it's soap. It's a squeeze bottle, plus it has the refill attached to it. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Here's today's water cooler question. You're going to text your answer to 270-259-6000. Your chance to win four tickets to uh, Beach Bend. If you can answer today's water cooler question by texting the answer to 270-259-6000, 270-259-6000. By the way, I'd just like to tell you I'm going to be distracted the rest of the show because I know that there's red velvet cake in my future. Num and num, get you some. Well, if you're me. Yeah, as I'll say, yeah. You guys can have some, too. Here's the question. You're nearly three times more likely to lose weight if you do this. What is it? You're nearly three times more likely to lose weight if you do this. What is it? The correct answer is not abstain from red velvet cake. While it might be true, that's not the answer we're looking for. You're nearly three times more likely to lose weight if you do this. What is it? Text your answer to 270-259-6000. Now, this could be a, this could be a lot. Thank you, Gracie. I, I have a feeling I will love my cake. I can't say I love it yet because I haven't had a bite of it yet, but uh, I will very You've soon. You've had a red velvet before, though, haven't oh, you? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Yes, I Cupcakes, have. I think, is what you usually mm-hmm. get, right? Yes, 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 yes. I'm so glad that it was either red velvet or that death by chocolate. Well, well, when I lifted that cake up, I, I thought, did Dennis just pack in a bunch of bricks here? And this is some kind of... It's heavy. It is, it it is, is heavy. dense, dense, dense. Yes. Which means it's good, good, oh, good. Yeah. Dennis, do you have you seen the Suicide, Suicide Squad? No. I mean, I know what you're talking about. I saw the first one, but I haven't seen this one. Okay. Because, you know, you, you like a certain... Um, yeah. You like the superhero. You like a category of movies that I don't get into. Yeah, but this is different. Well, that's what I wonder. I am I am turned off by the title. Yeah. Like the name of the movie says to me, I'm not going to watch that. Well. And in the same way that if you put the name Jurassic in a movie name, yeah. I'm not going to watch it because I hate dinosaurs. Well, the overall premise, what? you know, these guys dinosaurs. are all bad guys, but they were hired by someone who basically was like, hey, we need your help. You're really good at what you do, but it's kind of like if it doesn't work, you're you're going to die. Really? Okay. 
All right. Well, but yeah. the first one had Will Smith in it. You know, there were some bigger, bigger names. This is a different. Take was that on the it. one with Jared Leto as the Joker? Yeah, I don't see. That's my. I'm so far removed I from yeah. this universe. It seems like there's know. three or four movies that come out like a month of those superheroes, and I can't keep up. The Suicide Squad was the second most watched film that's debuted on HBO Max, and so they're learning some lessons now. I read yesterday that Warner Brothers has signed a new agreement with AMC Theaters that they're now on a 45 day hold. Okay. So in 2022. The movies will go to the theater yeah. for 45 days before they're available on HBO Max or some Seems of the fair. others, which I think is a good compromise. We used to not quite know when movies, if they went to, if they were available on video really soon, it meant they didn't do well at the box office. But then movies that kept, you know, piling up revenues at the box office were delayed or they were a big event on coming out on DVD. Now they get a 45-day head start, and that probably is splits the difference in a fair way. And I'm fine with that if you give me the option to purchase it on the app, like Disney+. Plus. Yeah. You know, I can subscribe to it or have HBO Max. That's fine. But if you're going to do that, give me a chance to just watch it at home if I want to by paying for it. Okay, but you're cutting then the theaters out of concessions and other revenues, especially when the theaters are paying 110% of the ticket price. So, Warner, and it makes me wonder, will that matrix change? Will that business model change? Because historically, if you go pay $10 to uh, $10 to see a movie, okay. then the theater actually has to give, say, $12 for your ticket because they're getting you a cut of the concession proceeds in week one. And then it gets reduced in week two, and then it comes down. So it's a lot of times four or five weeks before the theaters are actually paying less than a ticket price to the movie maker. I can't help they made a bad deal. Well, it makes me wonder if this compromise of 45 days, if they're making a better deal. Like mm -hmm. if they're saying, hey, this model isn't working anymore. One, yeah. because Dennis Cook sneaks in snacks at the theater anyway. <laughs> that's not that's – that's all a hypothesis. <laughs> no, there's no proven fact. Are you telling me that I'm wrong? Can I just say something? <laughs> yes, you can. You know, I can't help it that uh, I can't. I'd like to talk to you off the air. Okay, all right, we can do we can we can do that too. Uh, by the way, got to check the. Uh, one time you take in some milk duds. One just one and time. And the world knows about it. Uh, if you end in sixteen fifteen, if your phone number ends in sixteen fifteen, we'll give it to you. You were the first person to say with someone else, but it's your significant other. You're more ah. likely to lose weight if you diet with your significant other. That is someone else. Okay. So 1615 is the winner. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on the In the Know. It's a ragged tent where there ain't no trees. And MB's point to ponder for today. What is one mystery? That you would like an answer to. A mystery? Ooh. Yeah, what's one mystery that you would like an answer to? I really do am curious about what happened to that plane in Indonesia, what, five or six years ago? Okay. You know, the one that just kind of, like, yeah. what Vanished. happened? Yeah. Vanished? That's a good one. Hmm. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that one. There's so many mysteries. <laughs> I thought Dennis would want to know where the missing socks go. Ooh, that's mm -hmm. a good that's one, good one. That's a good one. By the way, they're behind the dryer. I would like to know who <laughs> takes my um, iPhone chargers. Uh, cords. I, I think I, I think that mystery wouldn't be that hard to solve. Well, so, evidently, no one in my house does. So something tells me that they might be uh, recent college graduate in high school and in middle school. It's <laughs> uh, yeah. a mystery. I didn't name any names though. But that recent college when, graduate did did take some shots at me last week. Too. When Taylor <sighs> when Taylor was a child, she had an imaginary friend named Vic. Okay, mm -hmm. and uh, Vic was quite the rascal. Mm. Vic was uh, Vic was Vic was to blame for a lot of things around our uh -huh. house. I noticed, and I finally figured out Vic is a character in Casper. Oh, because so, okay. I never knew. It was like I, Vic. Like how did that happen? So, 
The guy's name that at our house is always I don't know. <laughs> who took this? I don't know. I don't know who did it. On television tonight, there are a couple of things you might be interested in, but I am most interested in Hard Knocks. With the Dallas Cowboys? Yes, the Hard oh, Knocks okay. premieres on HBO tonight, and it's like a return. You know that football is coming because Hard Knocks starts tonight. It's the season 16 premiere. Is it on the app? <laughs> um, yes, it will be on the app. Okay. Yeah, so you can you can watch it on the on the app. See, I mean, your kids are even pleading their See? defense. <laughs> oh no! In absentia. Uh, I didn't. I didn't say it was her. Today, no, no. I just said it was a recent recent high school graduate. <laughs> Today's <laughs> highlight in history: this date in 1993, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was sworn in as the second female justice on the United States Supreme Court. Missouri became the forty uh, the twenty fourth state. This date in 1821. Well, show me. Hmm. Birthdays today. Ronnie Spector is 78. Patty Austin is 71. Antonio Banderas is 61 today. Puss in boots. I wondered if that was the reference. You know, Antonio Banderas has been in several things, but that's the one that he's most known for. Yes. Especially for my age group. Nana Cherry is 57 today, so do a Buffalo stance at some point today to help celebrate Nana Cherry's birthday. Actor Ryan Eggold is 37 today, and Kylie Jenner is 24. Do a what, you said? Buffalo stance. Is that what that's called? I call that the Ernie Perkins. <laughs> oh, well, he learned it from Nana Cherry. <laughs> Y'all don't know Buffalo Stance by I, Nana Cherry, the song? Nah, from I had the, no idea what you were From saying. probably 89? Could have been into 90. Yeah, I wasn't, somewhere. wasn't alive yet. So. Huh. Gone but not forgotten, Herbert Hoover, born this date in 1874. Hoover Dam. Jimmy Dean in 1928. Oh, Carrie sandwiches. Fisher's dad, Eddie, was born this date in 1928. Well... Oh, my papa. Was he an actor? Yes, he okay. was. A uh, uh, crooner. When, when you smile, when you smile at me. Well, the Kalen twins. Well, number one this date in 1958. When, when. When you kiss me, when you kiss me right. I, I don't want to ever say goodnight. Stop. Stop singing. Stop. Stop. I mean, it's a fine song. I mean, a precursor to the Everly Brothers. The Kalen Twins. Dennis and I could pass for the Kalen Twins. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you all look dead on. Absolutely. Dead on. 1967. Stevie Wonder. Boom, 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 boom. Any Stevie Wonder song that's good with me. We had a Stevie Wonder last week, didn't we? Yes. I yes. remember which one it was. Let's go to 1976. Elton John, Kiki D, Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Ooh, hoo Oh, Elton John, quite a story. Oh, in 1985, yeah. Tears for Fears, number one. What year? 85. I was six. Come on. I'm talking you were born. Oh, I know. Yeah, Come I mean, on. I don't think there's any secret to that. <laughs> Elton John gets into the chart toppers twice today. From 1994. Biggest animated movie of all time. Lion King. I sing this to Sarah every day before I leave the house. She calls me Pumbaa and then I leave. <laughs> when I was a young ward I guess that makes me Timon. In <laughs> <laughs> 03, Black Eyed Peas and Justin Timberlake. Where is the love? And in 2012, Katy Perry number one with Wide Awake. Amazing. Katy Perry has a lot of, lot of 
big hits. <laughs> and especially when I choose them, because she makes it on the show a lot. Cause she I does. Like her. Oh. She does. Oh, by the way, um, Adele Atkins yes. is working out the deal on her. I have to specify. Oh, yeah, now. no. Uh, Adele Atkins is working on her Las Vegas residency. <sighs> I'm just going to tell you, I will be seeing Adele uh, uh, in Las Vegas. I, I don't know that I'll be seeing. I mean, I'll be seeing my mom at some point. Yeah, well, she can sing to you. I'm going to let Adele Atkins sing to me. I think she would admit that she probably doesn't want that to happen. That will be awesome. I know she was she. What was she? Nashville? What? Probably five years ago. Adele Atkins. If she was, she snuck in there, and I didn't know it. And I felt like tickets for it were outrageous. I don't care. Name it. Yeah, I think like five well, five hundred dollars no, or okay. something. Probably not that much. Yeah. Hey, Shania Twain starts in December. Yeah, I've yeah. seen her. I've met her. I'm beyond it. Take it back. No. Can I talk to you off the air? <laughs> Thanks for coming in, Dennis. And My thank pleasure. you for the cake to you and Gracie, even though, again, I'm, I don't know why I'm thanking you. Gracie well, did all the work. Sarah and I, it was our idea. We wanted to do something for you, and then we just kind of said, hey, Gracie, what are you doing? <laughs> you delegated. Yep. That's the that's a sign of strong leadership is delegation. So, I mean, it's part of being a parent, right? <laughs> thank you to you and, you and Sarah. And again, thank you all for uh, for helping cover for us uh, last Our week. Our pleasure. We appreciate it. Uh, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. A mistake that makes you humble is better than an achievement that makes you arrogant. Yeah. A mistake that makes you humble is better than an achievement that makes you arrogant. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Dennis Cook, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.